<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? I uh, hope everybody, we cover all that. I hope you're hey, doing well. I'm here too. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Did God. Did you think I wasn't here? Because you've been doing these without me. Well, Lee keeps waking up and I have to, I, I do the intro without you, but here yeah. you are. Here I am. Which is perfect because this episode is brought to us by Hello Bello, which was your idea. Yep. To reach out to them. And I'm so glad we did. It's Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell's company. Or they co-founded it. Hello Bello offers premium baby products for baby Leela and your baby at affordable prices. Say goodbye to the days of having a blowout and reaching for a diaper and you forgot to buy diapers. <laughs> That's done. You need them. You need them. Get them delivered. I am against like Amazon uh, auto delivering us paper towels and stuff because yeah. I don't know what my paper towel usage will be. Yeah. I know Lee's going to be pooping her pants. Oh, yeah. And, this- <laughs> and you know your baby's going to be, I'm sorry, I don't know them. They're very smart. They're very special. But they're going to be pooping their pants. That's just a given. And... This, it's like so much fun. The process is so fun. You get to pick the patterns online. Which Lee really likes. I say, do you want to wear bugs or do you want to wear flowers? She always chooses bugs. And you get really, like the packaging is really cute. So she gets really excited when the box comes. And usually there's like stickers or some little bonus thing for her. And then I would say for at least the first two days that the box arrives, the diaper, the package of diapers, because it's five weeks worth is a um, toy. It's just a toy. We so stack we... them, and I grab her by the arms and swing her into the bundles of diapers. <laughs> and so she loves it from top to tail. Yeah. This is the bundle thing that we're talking about. It's seven packs of diapers, four packs of plant-based wipes, and even a full-size product freebie with your first order. You just have to go to hellobella.com slash weird and get one la- less thing on your mind as a parent. Because being a parent is hard, and you know you need them. This will keep your baby comfy. This will keep your baby dry. And in our case, keep our baby very happy and excited when the Hello Bello uh, bundle arrives. That's right. Just head to hellobello.com slash weird. Show your support of this always free podcast. Shipping is free. And they give you 25% off your diaper diaper bundle. I can never say that. Diaper bundle diaper order. Bundle. 25% off. That's a huge bang for your buck and a lot of potential blowouts saved. That's hellobello.com slash weird to start bundling with 25% off your order. You can read this part. Uh, okay. Right now, I if just you... feel like I'm hogging it. It's <laughs> right. fun. Plus, right now, if you go right to Hello, plus. oh, sorry, I don't know where you're at. I love you. You just, <laughs> just like put me on the I'm spot. I'm sorry. I thought you were reading along with me. I know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we were riffing the beginning. You could tell, but now I'm reading uh, the 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 meat, the good part. Plus, get 15% off of any add-ons. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, like vitamins, vitamins or wipes. wipes. Yeah, yes. we've done that. We've, I've gotten their hand sanitizer, um, their vitamins, which they have for, uh, um, for kids and for adults. And uh, and they have wipes. They have nighttime diapers. And they have training diapers now, like pull-ups, which is, I'm proud to say, what we're on We just point. upgraded to the pull-up. Yep. It's a big moment. Big moment. So we love Hello Bello. That's real. We only promote things that we actually use and actually love. So please go to hellobello.com slash weird. Get 25% off that stinky booty. (laughs) Guys, I feel like this is a special episode. It's so fun doing these episodes that are released the day before you hear it because we're in that time 
And uh, I'm glad we can check in with you like this. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a crazy time, and it's good to, um, to feel <coughs> united and to remember. We have to move. That we're all in this together. Um, okay, <laughs> so. Yeah, get, get into, into it. it. This audio book. <laughs> This audio book is provided by this audio program. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up, ladies. Sharon. Sharon. How dare you? You know what? With all that's with all that's going on in the country right now, I don't need to know where this audio book. <laughs> you really made a meal out of it. I sort of feel superstitious that we should say what's happening now. What's happening, weirdos? But you know, hmm? you did the thing again. Which one? You think you always think we start the podcast by saying what's happening, weirdos? But we don't. We start the intro by saying that. Omgs. And every week O-M-G-bus. I play a little game with myself. And is he gonna do it? And the answer, I think, twelve out of twelve times has been yes. <laughs> it's not using the Yeti. What do you mean? Oh, the cord doesn't work. Oh, boy. Let's see. Yeti? Did it say Yeti? No. Why'd you say it? I was asking it. (laughs) Yeti, is that you? All right, we're just going to record on the lappy. Oh, wow. Sorry, friends. 0.01% 0.01% noticeable sound difference. Uh, up. This audio. You peaked it, see? Yeah, see, I can peek it. I'm loud. I'm proud. Okay, so here we are. It's 20... 20 it's 20 a million. And it's 20 it's, a million. <laughs> every day is a winding road. Cheryl Crow was every right. Every day feels like a decade. Waiting... Uh, yeah, so maybe... Is the hardest Isn't it kind of cool to think that maybe, I doubt it, but maybe by the time this comes you out... This, you'll know. We'll know. You'll know what... <coughs> do you guys... Hey, listen. Do you guys know who's the president right now? Because... Text us. Yeah, text us from the oh future. Oh, my God. Because we're dying. The comedians I know that are like, text me. You know that thing? Oh, yeah, but they have, it's like, it's not their phone number. No, right? I know, but I'm like, who? And it's like I know. Schumer. I know. Who I love. But I'm saying, like, you want to be getting more texts? Are you ever, like, with your friends, like, hey, you're not even responding to my texts. Right. You want to be getting a million texts? Jesus, Louises. And Whitney Cummings, there are others that do it. And I'm just like, you just want, like, a separate line that just blows up with people being like and and from what they say about it it's mostly inappropriate shit and i'm like yeah you just told the internet to text you yeah i'm not saying everybody's a creep but i'm like it's gonna open the weirdo door yeah not the weirdo listeners not not the weirdos that we like not Not, our weirdos that weirdo weirdos to jump into kind of like a, a you made it weird ish territory i was thinking about that so i not the texting thing, <clears throat> but I was thinking about like one of the things that I love and it speaks to the wound of the three of mm-hmm. my achieverness mm-hmm. is I'm sort of in the, in the middle of a bunch of different pitches and I love when I have something 
like a script to send out Mm. because I'm like, people will respond to this. Mm. And how often when I'm talking about like my, if I feel lonely or if I feel isolated, I'm like, my friends wouldn't text me if I didn't text them. Um, often uh, some of them, not, not the premium premiums, but a lot of them won't even get back if I text. Yeah. Uh, it'll just be like a ho hum. Uh huh. So I'm like, of course my achieveriness was like, you love emailing a script to agents because it activates all of this life activity mm-hmm. where it's like, boom, boom, boom. We're going to send it here. We're going to send it there. We're going to set up a meeting. And I'm like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. Whereas then, I, but here, here's the conclusion. Instead of just kind of complaining about that and being like, well, I'm an achiever and that's what achievers do. I'm like, I could, I was thinking of my friend Noah, I could, instead of writing a script, I could write a thoughtful email to a friend. <laughs> I'd just be like, and you can reply to this and that'll be fun. Yeah. Although as I say that, I'm like, it's not as fun as the big show. (laughs) Snaps, snaps. Does this thing have surround sound? (laughs) Oh my God, does it? (laughs) Whoa, Um, look at the line. That was cool. It's really fun. Anyway, Smokey, how are you? Oh boy. You know, I've taken a little bit of a turn today in a good way. Um... You mean re-election? Yeah. I, you're you're going to go for re-election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's regarding election. Um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, my body has been so tense. Like, I guess what I, I'm finding, and I, I actually have compassion for myself in this, I'm not being as conscious during this <laughs> as I would have hoped Meaning I am really pulled into the drama. Yeah. I guess I'm conscious that I'm very pulled into the drama. Um, but the way that life has been going for me since Tuesday, and I, I think this will probably be relatable, is that even when I'm not thinking about it, I I am basically what's happening is I am so in like thinking about it constantly and trying not to check my phone too much Mm -hmm. to see if there are updates. And then, um, I'll realize like, Oh my God, I I got really pulled in. And then I realize that my body is so tense, like not just like, it's like braced. I'm like in the moment right before you, your car drives into a tree, but just like always (laughs) like braced. Uh, and then, and then even I'll realize even when I'm not thinking about it, I'm thinking about uh, like the trip I'm about to take or something. I feel a little bit better, but still my body is carrying it. Yeah. Um, and so all day since Tuesday, it's just been a whole battle of like being really pulled in. Not battle. I'll just say a whole ebb and flow of being really pulled in. Realizing that I'm really that's that funny because I haven't tense. really seen you being pulled in. I feel like I'm the one that's checking my phone. It's uh, funny to look at your screen time. Oh. Whatever it is, it's like mine is about double what it normally is. Wow! Yeah. And it's just me going to. It's funny the Associated Press, which I think is what Google uses, is far more. Uh, I don't know, flashy. I don't know how to say it. Uh, then um, what were you I'm using? I'm using Apple News. Apple News is like not. Uh, announcing like Nevada, whereas 
the whatever Google defaults to, if you just Google election results, it'll show Nevada like a light blue. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It'll be like so, but it'll start counting that. It'll be like kind of. Well, well it won't start counting it. Yeah, because the one one of the things that you were looking at was saying that Biden was like two fifty three and. And uh, Trump was two thirteen or something, and my the one that I've seen steadily is two sixty four. That's what I. That's what it's at now. Okay, that's it's good not Colbert's tweet about the human body is not designed to spend this much energy <laughs> thinking about Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is perfect. Yeah, and like COVID, it's a really interesting phenomena to have mm. all of our heads pointed in the same. Yeah, direction. that's right. And there's something sort of comforting about that. I don't know, as as per usual, when I see uh, people that disagree with me or whatever, I, I try to just go, like, for example, being in the country, you see more Trump things. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to put in like a, a an instant script in my brain, like a computer program that just goes, yeah, think about this. This is what the, a mental experiment I did. Sorry, I interrupted myself. I was like, yeah, they probably work in agriculture. Mm-hmm. I feel like Trump had programs that benefited agriculture. Mm-hmm. I, I'm or not sure. He said that he would. Or I'm he not would. an expert on that, but when you drive to Bakersfield mm-hmm. and you drive through all the farmland, you tend to see more mm-hmm. Make America Great Agains. Mm-hmm. So instead of going, which I think is the temptation these days, to the extreme, to the people that grab photographs and headlines and videos and go like, well, these must be the people that are, uh, you know, whatever. They're violent or they're this or they're that. Um, and they're so other. They're so different. They're that. I go, if Biden was exactly how he was mm-hmm. and if he won, he was going to like implement a huge tax <laughs> on comedy. Yeah. I'm just doing this like meaning he's like going to shut down there has to be a smarter person would be able to do this. Like yeah, 35% clubs are going to close. It's mm-hmm. going to be, uh, we're not going to subsidize. I don't even know what subsidize means, but we're not going <laughs> to do it. Meaning it's going to hurt my livelihood directly. Yeah. That is one of the places. And I'm all for like resisting and I'm all for protesting and I'm donating my butt off to like make sure everything's counted. So please don't mishear me. Yes. Um, this is not, this is not an every time feeling, you know, when it comes to marching with BLM or whatever it might be. I understand there's a time mm-hmm. to be um, uh, clear, clear, clean, mm-hmm. like angry or, mm-hmm. or purposeful. Let's say purposeful. Mm-hmm. But in the compassion experiment, I go, okay, what if one of the candidates was like really helping my livelihood and one of them wasn't? Yeah. That's, I'm, just, I'm just always like – because what happens – uh, let's say Biden does win. Mm-hmm. What happens then when you see the Trump flag on somebody's car? Is it going to even more make you be like, mm. there's an evildoer. Like mm. I, I, I'm worried for me. So I'm trying to like mm-hmm. literally up, update the software in my brain to go, Pete, that's you in another life. That's you with another Facebook al- algorithm. Uh, like on Melanie's SNL before the Facebook algorithm turned her into white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Michael Shea said that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. It's okay. I'm but glad. That, that's my main point. I was like, it, it's it's you in another situation. Well, let's, let's, I want to drop some of the otherness. And I hear Biden saying that too. He doesn't say it like that. 
Well, that's exactly the turn that I took this morning or this afternoon was, so I've been in this really tense place and just, it's interesting because I can get to the point where I'm observing it, but I haven't been able, or actually that's not true. I haven't slowed down enough to, to, um, you know, to change my state of being, but I have been really in the in the drama, in a place of us and them, in a place of separation, re- like really pulled in of like, this is, this guy has got to get out of here. This is so absurd and, and heartbreaking that it's even this close. Yeah. Um, and that, and like the implications of that are like, you're, we're not going to get relief from that even if, um. Biden does win. So I've been really in that space. And then I had my mindfulness class that I lead with what are now my very dear friends and were before most of them. Um, So it's a very close group. And we, and I just like, was like, for the sake of authenticity, I need you to know that like, I am, I know what I need to do. I, I want us to like practice loving kindness for all beings. Um, but I'm coming to it from a place of like really being pulled into the separation. And that doesn't feel good in my body because that isn't true. Like saying let's have being separated, Oh, I see. being I see. so separate. Like right. that's, what's so heartbreaking about this is that it's really, really an active, um, an active exercise in separation and like blue and red. We're being categorized. It's so binary. There's, Oh, I wish I brought it. So a book that I don't recommend enough by Richie Rohr Mm. for, I always tell people to start with falling upward and that is a great place to start. And the great thing about Richie Rohr is most of his books, um, gloriously, this is not a critique and marvelously repeat himself. Yeah. Often just cleaner, a little bit different, a little bit sh- longer or shorter. Well, the best teachers have like pretty much the same message. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's one of my favorite things that Stephen Mitchell points out about Jesus. He's like, the Sermon on the Mount wasn't a ha- – it didn't happen. It was like – meaning it sounds so like, it didn't happen. Get over it. <laughs> it means these were his bits. Mm-hmm. Those were Jesus's bits. Yeah. Like the prodigal it. son was his closer. Yeah. You know, or what your dad, when he was preaching, might have called the altar call. Yeah. You're, and you're, when you're bringing it in, I don't think he was thinking that way, but like you do prodigal son, you got to do – and maybe he was preaching somewhere and someone – he was like, okay, that's enough. And someone's like, prodigal son. And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh thank you. It's all right. <laughs> and he does it or he does it for an encore. Yeah. Um, same with Richie and same with a lot of great teachers. And Richie has this – it's on page two of this book. It's called Just This. And when I – remember, I didn't do it today, but I did it yesterday to just read one chapter. They're like three page chapters. Yeah. Um, and then what I do is the next day I reread the chapter I read the day before, and then I read the next one. So when I'm through the book, I've actually read it twice. Yeah. I've done that a couple times. So I love this book. Yeah. Highly recommend just this. That is the tip. And by the way, even if you maybe disagree with us politically, this is still for you. This is still yeah. a beautiful Mm-hmm. for everybody thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about the binary mind mm. and he's like a binary mind, uh, 
always splits things into two things Mm -hmm. and then makes a mental choice to side with and identify with one of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's such a clean way. He just means all of reality, by Mm -hmm. the way. And then he goes, and this is a recipe for foolishness, if not silliness. And I was like, that's perfect. So when he talks about, I think we said this last time we did, that silence is the language of God, or we could say the language of mystery, Mm -hmm. and everything else is a poor translation. Mm -hmm. The contemplative gaze, meaning a way of looking at reality where your mind is quiet and isn't splitting everything into blue and red, Mm -hmm. and isn't splitting everything into with us or against us, Mm -hmm. um, is turning off the mind and and, uh, I sort of lost my train of thought. But we're we're in such a binary place that we're losing what I think is at the heart of spirituality, which is sort of looking past the problems to what's always there. Yeah, the transcend transcending the whole thing. Well, it's like I said, it, don't don't get uh, transfixed by the shapes in the rain makes on the lake. Mm-hmm. You should worship the water, right? Yeah. So right now, we're, there's so many crazy shapes yeah. that the rain is making on the lake. Yeah. This is a fun mental experiment. If you could today, so this is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Thursday. If you could go, none of us know. Uh, time stopped on Tuesday, so <laughs> that's right. It's still Tuesday. Yeah. If you could go to Nevada and watch the people, this group chanting "Stop the vote," this group chanting um, "Count the vote" or whatever yeah. it is, this is the '60s. This is that time when, if even if you went there now. If you could get into that impartial space, you'd feel like a time traveler. Mm. Like this is a happening. Mm. Like something's going on. Something's yeah. happening here. <laughs> you know what I mean? What it is. Helicopters go flying over <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> and that is one of the things that's been giving me comfort. I think what you and I, Val, we didn't even talk before we hit record. I'm like, I feel like the great unspoken question is how do we stay in our center How do we stay positive or hopeful or calm or whatever you want to use the word? And one of them is like, pretend you're a time traveler and you're here. Mm. This is a time that people would be like, what was that like? Mm -hmm. Lila will be like, what was that like? Mm -hmm. And we'll be like, yeah, when we weren't watching Daniel Tiger with you, we were really, really nervous. Yeah. Well, and for me, I've been... You know, I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast. You certainly have heard me mention it. But it for me, the the concept of absolute and relative truth has been very important for during this time. Because the relative truth, the like earthly life situation, you know, uh, Eckhart Tolle describes it as your life, which is your state of being and is always now it's pure awareness not not your state of being the source of sorry yes your being and then your life situation which is just the circumstances that you are in right um but i the relative truth is you know to me is this guy's got to get out of there and we have to count every vote and we have to make sure that he does get out of there and uh, and then the work really continues because it is a moral failure that um, this many people in this country at least don't mind that he's racist 
or they don't think he is or they don't see the ways that he is because the system is so entrenched towards favoring whiteness i also don't want i I don't want to sound too sympathetic here but i'm like it's also being potentially amplified in a different direction for them sure it's being and so that's the the same way that i don't see stories that joe biden is like what is it they think he's senile or something yeah i don't see those stories they don't see these stories potentially i I know he says it out of his own mouth yeah during debates yes so there is uh, there's a spin free zone which is called just listen to the man yes but still people get different sure. ideas reinforced and and then that's an even deeper relative truth which is like the the media's role in this and how you you get completely two like com- at least two different truths mm-hmm. um, and you don't know who to believe and you're just going to believe the thing that's in favor of what you already believe and all that. Okay. Relative truth. So that's what I've been pulled into. That's who's checking the phone, uh, making sure that, you know, there are more uh, blue states than red. The absolute truth is everything you just said. It's, it's all let's worship the water um, what doesn't change? We're in a big change and what doesn't change? And who is observing all of this? And the absolute truth is we are all one body. Right. Like we're connected. We're one thing. We aren't separated in any categories. In absolute truth, it's all it's all one thing. So, but I I think that both truths are true and deserve to be honored. I have just been only in relative truth. And and then today... And it is exhausting. And it is That's exhausting. That's the Valerie bumper sticker. Uh-huh. I've only been in relative truth. And man, it's exhausting. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So it is a constant uh, ebb and flow between the two and invoking whichever one needs to be invoked at the time. Yeah. I don't need to live. In fact, if I live in relative truth, I'm going to completely lose perspective. Mm. Uh, you have to zoom out and, and get into a more loving space where you can do more good anyway. Mm. So when we practiced loving kindness today, which if you haven't done it, uh, Sharon Salzberg has a free 10 day challenge on YouTube. So if you just type in Sharon Salzberg, 10 day loving kindness challenge, it'll come up on YouTube. Um, and the, there's multiple different ways of practicing it, but basically you say these statements over and over. You start with, um, a benefactor, somebody who is, who enhances your life, somebody who you, when you think of love, you think of this person, Then you do a friend, a successful friend, a a struggling friend. Um, Then you do a a person that is difficult for you. And you do, ultimately, you do all beings. All of this kind of varies. And when you say you do, I'm saying you you practice saying these statements for them. So, So I did the all beings today. And you just say, may all beings be safe, be happy be healthy, live with ease. And again, depending on who you do it, you can make your own um, phrases, but that's the one that Sharon Salzberg does. Mm. And I like how simple it is. Um, And she explains really well that loving kindness is, it's not about like feeling, getting yourself to just feel like 
goopy, good, loving feelings for everybody. It's not even about that. And it certainly isn't about like, you have to now go and invite uh, everybody to your house and be friends with them. And, you know, well, that's a a cause very close to my heart. Loving everybody doesn't mean you have to like everybody. Yeah. I like very few people and I (laughs) love, I really try to, uh, let's put it this way. My highest self loves everybody, yeah. but this other guy keeps getting in the way and he goes, you have halitosis. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah. So it's, it's the way she describes it is it's about what you're putting your attention on. Mm. And that was really resonating with me, obviously, because I'm putting my attention on separateness. So I'm feeling separate and stressed and unnatural. So can I just put my attention at least some of the time on the absolute truth of we are connected and we all want the same things. Mm -hmm. We all want to be safe, to be happy, to be healthy, to live with ease. We all want that. We have so many besides the, just like there can, we can get really woo woo about it and be like, you know, the same thing that's looking out my eyes is looking out your eyes. And that's the oneness we can get non-dualistic about it. Or we can also just say, hey, um, Nancy from my office, who's a Trump supporter, also has dreams, like we talked about, also has dreams that her teeth are falling out and that she's late for class. And she was embarrassed as a child, just like I was. A good way to compassion for me is thinking of anybody being humiliated. Me too. Or belittled. Or eating soup alone. Oh, yeah, you have a, <laughs> I have a thing, thing with eating soup alone. Food. I've actually sort of gotten over it. That's that's real because I've had so many meals alone. Yeah. But, it, but especially when I was young, I just thought it was so sad to <laughs> specifically eat soup alone. But <laughs> that's that's good. Like I, I I remember Deepak Chopra once led you and I in a meditation and he had us imagine somebody uh when we felt um compassion that they were suffering or that they were embarrassed or belittled. Yeah. And it just immediately brought the tingles and the chills and the tears to my face. (sighs) It was actually a pretty simple memory. I I wouldn't mind. He wouldn't mind. It was when I just had this memory of my brother struggling his bike up a hill. Yeah. And it it just was weird because he's my big brother and I had never seen him. He's a fit guy. You know, Mm -hmm. he he wasn't struggling in some common... I don't know why I said that. I just want to be, like, clear. Yeah. It was... Like, anybody would struggle. It could have... Anybody on this hill would struggle. But because he was my big brother, and I looked at him, and we're a ruddy people, like everybody on British Bake Off that's, (laughs) uh, you know, Caucasian. uh, They get so red. Um, I looked at him, and and my heart just sort of broke. Mm. Me and my friend Miguel were hiding in the bushes. We were playing hide and go seek on our bikes. I've probably Mm. told this story before. Mm. And he went by and he just looked so winded. So even like there's that video going around of that guy going behind the um, Republican representative of Nevada, I think. And he starts yelling at the camera. I don't know if you've seen that, that they're stealing the election and this and that. And I was like, that man, I do not want to see this man hurt or humiliated. Yeah. I don't even want to see, I don't want to see Trump hurt or humiliated. And that, yeah. that's like, that's that ground floor. Yeah. Where can we Where drop can, the elevator? Yeah. His thoughts, his beliefs, his attitude, his behavior. But like, can we just get to like something where it's like, yeah. I don't want 
a thousand people pointing and laughing at you because you peed your pants. Yeah. I, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. We're like so... Get back to kindergarten. I don't want you to fart at your wedding. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I do. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, farts pretty are good. hard because they're hilarious. But I, I don't want to see you as an elderly person um, lose control of your bowels in a car and, and – everyone's so, you know, like just break your own heart Yeah, to get into a space where you can go loving kindness. I want you to live with ease, even your enemies. This is, this is Jesus. Love your enemies. It's like the basic thing and the, and the way in, you know, especially these days where we know so much about our, our quote unquote enemies or other people. Sometimes I do have to kind of do these little tricks. It's why I'm trying to install those new programs in my mind to run an automated script. Every time I have this thought, I want to also have this thought. Yeah. We're so aligned because that's exactly what I did Is that when right? I did this meditation. No and I shared it with the group and they and one of my other friends was like, I did the exact same thing. The pee pants? The it, I mean it wasn't that specifically, but I was like, I uh I was like at the you know, so I was I started with you and Leela who were sleeping in the other room and I when because when you're saying all beings, you're trying to keep it um, alive. So you're picturing a lot of different beings mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying these rote words. Um, and then I pictured the bunnies and the little ants and I was picturing all these easier things. And then, then I was picturing Trump supporters that I know. And then Trump people in like loud trucks with Trump f- flags. And, yeah. uh, and finally when I had to get to Trump, I felt such a serious resistance and, um, and and so I pictured him. At first, I was like picturing somebody like torturing him, and that didn't feel good. So, which I she, I felt compassion for him. But then I was like, even just him being embarrassed, uh, which I don't know if there is something to like the dadness of that. Like oh. we've talked about, like seeing dads be humiliated. I don't know if that's both of our specific it's issues. Silverback like, gorillas. I don't want. I don't want to see a silverback gorilla be embarrassed. Yeah, I've seen videos of of wildlife where like one alpha embarrasses another alpha or becomes the alpha, and I'm like, I don't care for this. Yes. I don't like the 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 feeling of yeah. that. Yeah. So I imagined him embarrassed as an adult, uh, and then I imagined him. As a child, which is what we said, remember when yeah, you were- say something nice about Trump and he said he was a child. <laughs> I just said he was a child once. But that really is that's that works for anybody. You can always access compassion by imagining a child. And in this case, I always imagine Trump as a child being bullied by his father, because I mean, come on, you can't have that personality without being bullied by yeah. your father. Um and and like so it's and it, after I did it, I really was like, this is, it's like a warm love blanket. And I'm say the practice of doing this is me saying like, even you come in, come on, come on. Like we're making a, a big fort, yeah. like a blanket fort. And you're just allowing everyone in and under mm. the blanket. And it opened, my body felt like 90 pounds lighter. Mm. And just way more open. And it really was such a sign that you're like, this is all in me. That's right. My way of perceiving this and my tension isn't making Nevada count any faster 
or more people in Pennsylvania voting blue. It's not doing anything. That's right. Except for closing me up. And if I can just... that's the only thing you can control. Yeah. If I can... And it's just attention. And it's just a constant, what Sharon Salzberg says, just a constant beginning again. So she, she says that the most important moment, like in practice, when you notice that your mind has wandered is the next moment after that it's coming back when you return. And that is that. the practice on the cushion. And it's also the practice in life is mm-hmm. after this we'll be at dinner and I'll be getting, checking my phone and getting worked up. And right. it's about the moment where I return and dreaming back. about it. Isn't it weird? We're all dreaming about it. Uh, and that's another one, like yeah. similarity. We're yeah. all dreaming about this. And Hey, guess what? Either side that you're on, we're all really stressed about this right right now. That's right. I think that's what I mean about this being a time travel moment. Anytime millions of people have their focus pointed in the same direction, like Vietnam, Mm -hmm. like an assassination, like whatever it might be. I'm talking about in the 60s, like Martin Luther King. Yeah. Um, You know, everybody's pointed in the same direction and that is like, oh, make the new Back to the Future at that time because you couldn't walk down the street without someone going, did you hear Marilyn Monroe died? Like it it was just happening. Right. And that creates an interesting feeling. Mm -hmm. When you were talking, I was like, I caught myself today going, I just miss going into an Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I don't know why I said Enterprise. Enterprise Mm -hmm. Rent-A-Car. I'm actually more of a Hertz man. (laughs) Going into a Hertz and um, just not thinking, is this man renting me this PT Cruiser? Is he one of us or one of them? Mm. And and as you're talking, I'm like, Pete, reality is right here. Meaning... You can lift the fog of your story and your binary, as Richie said, your silly mind. You can move it. You put it there. You're reinforcing it with every time you see uh, a flag for something you don't agree with or this tweet was retweeted. And like if you want to I, – I imagine going on a walk with Byron Katie and I was just like, what do you see? And she's like, I see reality. Just that – it's like a tidal wave of the now just always renewing itself in every frame of going. And what we do is we blow all this dirt and smog in there. And I go, is the Hertz guy a Democrat? (laughs) And then I'm like, stop, drop the fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about activism here. I'm not talking about political change. I'm not talking about voting. I'm not talking about donating. I'm not talking about service. Relative truth. I'm talking about, yes, because we need to do what we do and what we can do. I'm talking about if you crave the kingdom of heaven, you're the one keeping you out. Mm-hmm. And this is why we love those stories. I mention them all the time where people are trapped in an elevator. Okay, a guy in a MAGA hat. And a uh, a woman that's uh, got a Kamala Harris sticker on, mm-hmm. they're trapped in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, about three days in this elevator, they have food mm-hmm. and water and air. Three days, they're probably going to be debating. Mm-hmm. Around day four, some shit's going to shift. Mm-hmm. Stories will be told. This mm-hmm. We can't get enough that's of these scary. bottle stories. Right. And it's like... Just jump to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, you're my sister. Oh, shit, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. Which is just a, a, a Hallmark movie way of saying, 
we are the same swarm of bees. Yeah. We were watching, there's a new, uh, shout out to my man, Josh Gad. He's so talented and funny. Mm-hmm. There's a new Olaf uh, Frozen mm-hmm. video. This sounds very silly to mention, but I, I, I love Olaf as a character. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch him all the time because of Lila. And sometimes on my own. I'm just kidding. Um, but there's a new one, and he, Olaf is an existential character. And he, when he wakes up in this new one on whatever, Disney, he's walking, and he's like, I'm walking on snow, and I'm made of snow? And I was like, that's us. Yeah, that's us. I'm in a car made of molecules, and I'm molecules. That's yeah. not a fucking Deepak Chopra guided meditation in his beautifully fragrant wooden office. <laughs> that is not some elite special thing that you need a VIP red carpet entrance. It's you listening. Mm. It's me talking. Mm-hmm. And this swarm of molecules thinks that Trump will help agriculture and, or, or if I'm ice cube, will help taxes, mm-hmm. whatever it is. This molecule has that story. This swarm of molecules has this story. Mm-hmm. And and as I said in my stand-up bit, those molecules are interchanging. Mm-hmm. The molecules that make up me at some point may have been in Trump, mm-hmm. may have been in a Tyrannosaurus Rex, mm-hmm. may have been in the yellow dehydrated piss of Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit undulating and recycling. It's I can't stop thinking of a tornado of bees. That's us. And the illusion of separateness it sounds like a fun mystical thought experiment, something nice to think about when you're dying and you're like, I'm just a drop of water going back in the ocean. Great. Let's just be mammals calming down our anxiety. It's motherfucking reality. Mm-hmm. And those thought constructs, when you drop them, I can see that hurts man as mm-hmm. just another piece of the conundrum, the mystery, the infinite expression and the same love that holds his molecules together in that form that he calls Brad with that haircut and that cornflower blue tie is also holding me together. And I'm choosing to use these molecules to build a brain that goes, is he one of us? How could he be any more me? Yeah. He is me. Yeah. We're just playing a game. And as Alan Watts says, I'm on a tear. I'm sorry. But when it's all done, we're all on a theater stage. That's Leela. That's the play of life. We take off our masks. We go backstage and we have a laugh. Mm-hmm. You go, man, I really lost myself in that one. Mm-hmm. And that's good theater. Yeah. I don't want to think Denzel Washington's – I do kind of. But I want to think he's the eraser or whatever mm-hmm. is the, the pilot. I want to think he's – the guy from the fence one. I we want to be lost in the drama, and that's what we're doing here. But like, I also want to remember. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm not on stage, or I am, and I'm. This is just bees entertaining bees. This is hot bee on bee action. <laughs> that is, that was beautiful. And perfect. somebody drop a beat under that and make it my ringtone. <laughs> Can somebody make this my ringtone? <laughs> oh my god! It's like something the mom from Arrested Development would say. Yeah. <laughs> Could somebody make this my ringtone? And she hands her phone to a waiter. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, baby, that was beautiful and so true. And I'm I mean, talking it, to myself. I'm sorry. It really was like the. Um, oh, I feel so good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm rubbing Val's shoulder as as a way of saying thank you for letting. Like oh. talking this way is like passing a kidney stone or something like I, we have to, I have to do it for me. 
and oh, it brings yeah. me back off my phone, which couldn't be more of a, like I'm a rat in a cage looking at blue light, just going like blue light yeah. is favoring my, uh, I and I get, that, I understand there's implications to that blue light. I think that that is important to acknowledge too. Both of us, when we are talking like this of like everything that we've said, uh, and that we say on this podcast, please always know that that is like, that is us telling ourselves and each other, remember, remember, remember. Oh my God. It's, yeah. We are, we don't live in this space. That's why we have to talk I, about it. I just unfollowed somebody because they retweeted something that I thought was hateful and ugly and just nasty. And I was like, what? So <laughs> yeah. like, and I wasn't proud of myself when I did it. Yeah. But we're back to, you don't have to like everybody. Yeah. You can love that person and go, you know what? I don't know if I need this. And I'm not even talking about people that I disagree with that can say their piece sort of like calmly and oh, eloquently. Yeah. Usually we appreciate that. Totally fine. Yeah. There was that, I mean, uh, Ben Shapiro, the the conservative who's, you know, he's, he's controversial because he's, he's transphobic and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not an expert in him. But he t- even he tweeted something like Trump just declared victory, and that is inaccurate and deeply inappropriate. And I was like, okay. Yeah. In that case, it was somebody I, I don't always agree with agreeing with me. But like, yeah. I, so that wasn't a good illustration. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Forgive me. Sorry, you I, were saying. Go I ahead. also wanted to say it's interesting. So this is this is just a little push for meditation uh, for those of you who are either interested in it or doing it and struggling. This is what I love about it and why I, I really um, always come back to like this. I have to have a daily practice of this. What is happening? So what made me think of this is you were saying the whole thing about like, we are getting pulled into the drama and then we go you know, we go backstage and take our masks off and say, I was really pulled in. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about that, like, like death, basically, like on a life scale. Yeah, you, you go to the other place and you go, fuck, I really thought I was Pete. And I really thought my waist was 30, 38. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mentioned it in, in a, on a day-to-day scheme that I get pulled into the drama and, and like every once in a while, pull my head up and be like, whoa, I got really pulled in there and then get pulled in again. And all of that is exactly what happens when you sit on a cushion and you just focus on your breath. That's right. Your mind wanders and you get so pulled into the stories of your mind and then you re- remember and you begin again and, and go back to your anchor, whether it's your breath whether it's your inner body, whether it's the phrases of loving kindness, that's, that is, maybe this is so obvious, but to me, once I started understanding my, uh, uh, mindfulness and meditation as like, oh, you're practicing in a controlled environment on a cushion, what you're trying to do all the time, all the time. And then what you're cosmically also doing is just a, a, remembering and a forgetting and a wandering and a return. And that's and why I value these chats so much. It's, it's, it's like a talking meditation sometimes for me. Yeah. I was, there's certain types of, I believe it's Tibetan monks. It might just be Buddhist monks in general. 
I'm kind of cold. I feel like we could turn this there off. Cool. Have a better sound. Hey, there you go. How does that sound, everybody? Oh, my, my God. That, that, that's what it always sounded like. It's just when it's mixed with AC, it sounds... <laughs> like, ah, I'm squeaky and I have to yell. Oh, my God. That was like a Jenny Slade. I loved it. Was it? Kind of. I she was so her. good in On the Rocks. She's so good in... She's good in everything. Literally She's everything our Meg she Ryan. Does. I'm saying. She's our Meg Ryan. I think I've said that before. I think we've all said it. And yeah. speaking of Meg Ryan, John Mulaney, hot take, is our Billy Crystal. Ooh, we just watched When Harry Met Sally. Watch When Harry Met Sally and know that it's Mulaney's favorite movie and go, oh my God. Yeah. This isn't like pulling the, on The Wizard of Oz, pulling the curtain back. I'm saying even the comedy Kennedy, the great John Mulaney, of course, as a young man watched like kind of like a dry, very sharp, snippy, they don't even have the same voice or delivery necessarily, but like, it's so fun to see that impact. I wonder if Jenny feels that way about Meg Ryan because she has that, like, I think it's just natural. I don't know. I would love to see them, the two of them, remake that movie, but, like, word for word. Oh, yeah. You can't change it. That movie. You can't change a word. That movie as a screenwriter (laughs) um, actually frightens me. I love it. Yeah. But when I watch it, I go... Nora Ephron, um, you are Beyonce. Yes. And I should never touch a pen to paper. Yeah. Because there's not a syllable wasted. And Rob Reiner, too. Yeah. I, I know they probably worked it, and I'm sure Billy and Meg and everybody added their feedback and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you can't fake that. It's yeah. not people which is a lot of stuff that I've done, which is, which is great. It's how I work. It's like riffing and it's changing and it's building it in the edit. I'm like, the, this was a master, like a Shakespearean. I, yeah. I'm really saying that. I, it's like a Shakespearean I, comedy. It's yes. like that level of perfection. And that's a dream guest. I know she passed away. I know. But that, that is, I should I love, I love her so remember much. that. People ask me who I could have on anybody sometimes, and I never know who to say, but she, it's Nora Ephron. She's a dinner party guest of mine, although, you know, like the, the like, what's your it. dream dinner party? I'm your boy. Um, <laughs> I actually don't. I always say her, and then I realize, like, I wouldn't really because I am so intimidated by her. That and I'm not sure that even she would like me. <laughs> um, well, I, I think in those scenarios we can say they're in good moods and they've had one and a half glasses of wine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they just I, got some great news. <laughs> yeah, so there they're you in a go. great mood. My, I have loved that movie since high school. It's been my favorite movie. Um, and it's really, and perfect. that's how good it is. Is that like I didn't know about like great writing and editing and everything that it goes into making a good yeah. movie yeah. then. And it was still my favorite movie. And now just at the more I learn about this and the more I learn about writing and the more I became more discerning, I just peeled back the layers of like how perfect this movie That's right. was. Like the first time you watch, you're like, are these like, it starts with couples giving testimonials and you're mm-hmm. like, these must, these must be real couples. Like the yeah, first time I, I thought it, it like, was real. These are real couples and they're giving real testimonies. And then when you get a sense for Nora's voice, you're yeah. like, first of all, no, they're not. It ends 
spoiler, <laughs> it's when Harry met Sally, not when Harry left and never saw Sally again. <laughs> yeah. But they end up together at the end and they do a testimonial. Yeah. And you see she's just incredible at creating a certain pitch and a certain melody of her dialogue and all of those testimonials yep. have that. And when I read her books, I feel the exact same way that you feel about the movie because I I would say that my style of writing is like like essays like her. Right. But when I write read her, sometimes when I read people I'm like very inspired like, "Oh, I can I can write about this story and I can write about this thing yep. that happened to me. And when I read her, I'm like, that's right. I shouldn't, I should just never write another. It's like word. David Sedaris or <laughs> yeah, Annie Lamont. Yeah. And there's just certain people and you're like, well, I'll go away. <laughs> You've done it. You've done the perfect thing. I love talking about something else, by the way, this is a, a nice pro tip. Find those people that are just one click better than you, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the beginning. Yes. Cause if you, if I, you know, I'm writing a movie right now and if I was like, it has to be Harry Met Sally, good first draft, I'd just, I'd be paralyzed. Yeah. But if you watch, um, I'm tr- I don't want to put down any bad movie, Air Bud 2, mm-hmm. then you can go, oh, I can do that. I felt that way about stand-up. Mm-hmm. People doing stand-up were like, I want to be like, you know, Bill Hicks was a big one, or Carlin, or Rock, or Pryor. And it's like, how about go down to the open mic and be better than those motherfuckers? Yeah, just start with that. That's, a, that's an attainable, I promise you, I don't care where that open mic is. You can probably be, you can, meaning you can get more laughs than at least one of the per, one of the people that signed up. Yeah, and and my hats off to them too. That's like peeing pants. I don't want to see anybody bomb, and anybody that gets on stage gets my respect. Yeah, that's a good way to practice compassion. Is like watch them bomb. Picturing somebody bombing uh, on stage, it's just so or stuttering. Yeah. Teeth chattering. Oh. I can't handle it. Sometimes little baby Lee, her, her teeth will chatter because she's a little, she's a little turkey. Yeah, she's, she's, a, little, she's a little naked t- turkey. She's always naked, and she's naked, and, it's and getting she, cold. If she gets cold, and she, I'm just like, I'll wrap her in seventeen blankets, oh. like a, a Russian nesting doll. She's the best. Takes forty five minutes to get her out, but that baby will not be cold on my watch. <laughs> no, but she would rather be cold than put clothes on. <laughs> That's true. She loves it. I also feel that way about people being hungry. Um, Feeding America is a good. We're always plugging products to buy, but Feeding America is a good charity. Water dot org is a good charity mm-hmm. that we uh, support, and it's it's that is such a fundamental thing. Somebody hungry. So if I see somebody that I really disagree with, yeah, it's like bring it back to the basics: air, water, food. All yeah. these people that we vilify—they just had buffalo wild wings and six margaritas, and now yeah. they're storming in front of the camera and screaming. And also the the parents. Mm. I know we've covered this a lot, but I see so much dad karma. Oh yeah, and by karma I just mean repeating cycles of psychology and abuse and and neglect. Mm-hmm. So much like. Even in this election, not to bring it back up, but it's like, no, dad, dad is coming to watch my little league game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. everybody, but when I see people going, stop the vote, stop the vote, yeah. I sometimes see little boys going, no, dad will be here to pick me up, coach. I don't need a ride home. Like yeah. he wouldn't forget me. Yeah, That's not to excuse uh, bringing weapons to account a polling place. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie Gaffigan just tweeted what would happen if, if Black Lives Matter 
protests were armed to the teeth. It's like, oh you don't gosh. even have to ask. I mean, I, I appreciate it, but you don't even have to ask that question. It's, yeah. it's an insane. Yeah. You just see it so clearly. It's like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It would be a big nope. Yeah. And a bad nope. Yeah. It's interesting because we were listening to, you know, the Biden, uh, I keep saying talk, like lecture, but <laughs> what is it? His what speech? is it called? The speech. That's right. Um, I've been wanting to talk about those. Where, where he says, you know, we have to basically where he was just talking about, like, we have to focus on unifying. Yeah. And after this election, there there won't be red, red and, blue. and blue states. It's the United States. And I started crying for multiple reasons. Uh, one is that it just felt so good to hear someone talk that way. Yeah. A, pre- a leader at least talk that way. That's when I started being like, <laughs> is this Christmas? Like we all have PTSD. So we're like, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. But I was like, wait, I kept thinking of Obama giving his speech in uh, uh, Chicago. Yeah. I was like, wait, we've had other Christmases. Like this could be Christmas. Yeah. But you don't want to hope. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you're, you know, have PTSD. Yeah, because we were so certain, at least the two of us, and I think a lot of people were so certain that there was no way that Trump would ever win in a million years. So we don't want to think that. But um, when he was giving that speech, it was like ringing true on such a like deep, absolute truth kind of way. And it was so nice to hear a leader speak that way. And um, I was thinking, I was trying to think after that, after it made me emotional, because then, of course, the next thought is like, how can anybody hear this president speak or this candidate speak and then our president be like, (laughs) uh, you know, stand by any of his things that he's said, just uh, basically like – I, you know they're they're winning because they're counting all the votes. <laughs> yeah, Just right. Stop counting the votes. Right. Just anything that he said. Take any speech and put those two side by side. And to me, I'm like I cannot understand how anybody would prefer this person. So then I was like, okay, so try. What do you think? Try, at least some Trump supporters hear when they hear this. And I, okay, this is going to sound elitist, but please. It's coming from the compassionate place. I know that that's one of the complaints about Democrats is that they're elitist. Right. So some Trump supporters, I would imagine, are hearing that and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah. Or they're like, well, if I'm being a real, really running. the well, I didn't mean to do elitist. a dumb voice, by the way. I just mean like when a politician is like, I'm going to serve the people who didn't vote for me as much as the people who did. That that can feel to some ears like rhetoric. By the way, yeah. just to overlay on this so you don't feel alone, all we see is our projection. Yeah. So when I was watching Biden and he was speaking that way, yeah. and I'm like, that matters. What we say matters. When Trump sends out an email last night that says, we need to fight back. And I'm like, dude, you realize a lot of your uh, – or of people that make the news um, tend to incite violence when yes. you say things like that. And you yeah. have to know that. So it matters. Yeah. So when a guy says like, I'm going to – serve everybody. We are going to be united. I'm like, that matters in the same way. It matters what we say on this podcast in a tiny way affects these people and it affects how they speak to others. There's spells that we cast on each other. And when you see a guy being casting some nasty spells, you're like, dude, 
I'd vote for a loaf of bread that was just going like, it's the United loaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't think Biden's a loaf of bread. I'm just saying I'm craving that same thing. Yeah. And sorry, the final mm-hmm. thing is that when I was looking at Biden and he was talking that way, mm-hmm. this guy who I've never really had any noticeable projection on him other than he, you know, what people say, he just sort of looks like a president, I guess, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, I understand the privilege and all that stuff that's that's laced on that. Yeah. It's a white man. It's a whatever. Yeah. But I was like, he started looking like Clint Eastwood to me. I know Clint Eastwood is sort of a troubled character too, but like he started to look like badass and beautiful. And I started like sort of falling in love with him. And I was like, <laughs> in the same way that my perception is pointed at him and I put in my own slides Mm -hmm. between the light and the screen. I'm putting my own thoughts, my own conditions, my own experiences. Mm -hmm. So is a Trump supporter looking at Trump. Mm -hmm. Here's the slide where your dad on that fishing trip broke it down for you that liberals are liars and they're Mm -hmm. degrading everything and they want to burn everything to the ground. And conservative Mm -hmm. means conserve. Let's have values. We want to have families. We don't want... We don't want to pull the thread. If we start saying like, okay, gays can marry, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. It's a house of cards. Let's conserve it. Let's be uh, uh, a 1950s. And- we want to have little league games and cold beer. And, and it's yeah. like, so that's a slide. That's your yeah. fucking dad. Yeah. And he was your hero. He is your hero. Slide. Now you look at Trump. I see, you know, a melting ham sandwich. You see something else this is like election aside if you're listening to this 10 years later first of all we envy you that you know what happens in our time and hopefully it's better and hopefully it's wonderful (laughs) please go get some uh astronaut ice cream which i'm assuming is in vogue now (laughs) and and tang and ride the monorail uh and have a phone that's just a thing you put in your ear, like Minority Report. Oh, my God. Um, Astronaut ice cream. But uh, I forget what I was saying. The point is... it's You're saying you see a different person. All these opinions and all these people are different because all of their experience, all of their psychology, all of their thoughts, all of their biology. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean that in like a... I just mean the makeups of everything you are yeah. has been conditioned and shaped by everything you've done, yeah. everything you've thought. And then you look at something and I look at a guy telling white supremacists to stand by and you don't even hear that. Yeah. They did this Ted talk where they played audio and it was like, and then he was like, do you know what that was saying? And no one knew you can find this online, obviously. And then he goes, they're saying, do you know what time it is? And they play it again and they go, do you know what time it is? So it's like, it's this incredible example of if you nudge someone this way, you nudge someone that way, you tell them this, it would be an even more interesting experiment if you're like, he's saying, I want to go to McDonald's and you hear that. Yeah. But it it is actually saying that, but you Mm. can't hear it. Mm. This is how we work. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And I said that actually to my friends today where I was like, you know, you just said it so much more beautifully, but- it's like, I'm just yelling. I said mo- <laughs> most of it. Oh, maybe that's it. Uh, you're just louder and more authoritative. Oh, my um, God. No, no. You're divine. No, you are. Um, okay. So don't lose it, Valerie. What are you saying? I'm oh, to your friends. So it's like we all started with – so going back to thinking of people as children, we all 
need the same things and we're trying to survive. And for most of us or all of us, that meant pleasing our parents. And so our parents, uh, you know, tell us or show us these specific values and we adopt those values because we want to survive and we want their approval. And then maybe we rebel against that and we find a beautiful friend group is the only time that we felt completely accepted for exactly who we are. And they have a set of of values and Mm -hmm. we adopt those. And, and however it shapes to exactly what your values are right now, I bet if we looked at that, we, even though the conclusions that we came to were completely different, we all got there the same way mm. by needing the same thing. That's right. By That's needing right. approval, by needing love, by, by wanting to survive on a biological level. If my dad was like, you have to have a gun in the house, I'd have a gun in the house. Like it just would have happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm just pretty sure of that. But I, I think also that was beautiful. What happens is, um, oh, I'm trailing out. Now I'm just enjoying that I'm trailing out the feeling. Yeah. Because it's a kind of a fun sensation. Mm. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's gone. Well, uh, I... Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to oh, say... I, 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 go ahead. Go, no, no, please. I would say what happens, we have this inundation of information. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... Nice. You, ooh. Rhymed. Nice. Don't forget, keep going. It's almost like the internet. I'm not, I don't think it's the end of the world. But if you look at some older societies, like if you wanted to have like an Aztec society and you wanted to have everybody on the same page, believing the same mythologies, the same stories, the same societal values, you might build some pretty dope-ass flat-topped pyramids, right? Mm. And you might have some pretty rich art mm-hmm. and you might have whatever they, these cultures have. Now – with QAnon, with conspiracy theories, which I re- used to really enjoy, and now they sort of chill me because you see that we're all getting – I'm being fed my own shit, mm-hmm. which is why I'm fascinated with trying to transcend it and go like, if you disagree with everything I'm saying and I agree with everything I'm saying, neither of those are us. Like yeah. we're something else. Right. And that's the only game in town. And I, can, I can't say that enough. That's mm-hmm. the only game in town. Everything else – is just uh, streaks on the China. It's just a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an important show and we can honor it and we can play it and do it with love and kindness. But it's just a show. Who you really are is something else. Mm-hmm. But like I think what's so troubling about conspiracies and then like the way Facebook manipulates your feed and echo chamber and all that stuff is we're seeing like that scared hypothetical dad teaching his son – that if you pull the thread, the house of cards falls down. Yeah. We're seeing that all information, all that becomes a collective set, a mythology, a, a belief system, yeah. a value system that a, a group of humans share uh-huh. is all just one echo chamber. Like we're like the Facebook echo chamber. I'm like, well, before that we had the American echo chamber. We had yeah. the I had the New England echo chamber. I had the Irish-Lithuanian echo chamber. I had the Quaker school echo chamber. I had the Lexington High School echo chamber. Then I had the real echo chamber of Gordon College. And it's like, that's what reality is. It's a series of information flying at you. Now there's so much more information flying at you. And you're seeing so many more different types of people. Mm -hmm. Because what used to be niche you can find a hundred thousand people that agree with you that that uh, pizza places are uh, sex trafficking fronts or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. 
And it's frightening to all of us, which because you're you're just seeing, okay, let's point the hose. You see Zuckerberg doing it literally, mm. meaning let's point the hose here and let's affect an election in Malaysia. But that's how our brains are, yeah. which is why the point was already in the middle, but here it is again at the end. The only game in town is realizing the limitations of your binary mind yeah. and doing meditation. Meditation is the time to say, I'm going to opt out of this stupid game mm. that builds us bridges and gets us Beyonce and mm-hmm. amphitheaters and when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. But just for a moment, I'm going to come back to core essence yeah. and stop because I, I can't confess it enough. I am also a product. I'm saying, oh, the Trump people, are just, I am also, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm dry. I'm not literally, but I'm driving the Prius and I'm going like, uh, you know, I, I think these are all good things, but like put your pronouns in your Twitter profile. This to what my tribe is doing. Yeah. And your tribe is over here and you're, and that, and this tribe is over there and there's this tribe underneath and there's, and then there are the tribes that get more photographs and more stories and more clicks. And then that gets amplified. Like Joe Mandy always said, He's like, because we lived in Brooklyn at the height of hipsterdom. Mm-hmm. You'd go in Williamsburg, it'd be 20%, if that. You mm. know what I mean? There'd be plenty of people wearing L.L. Bean and fucking khakis or just blue jeans, nor- quote unquote, normal stuff. Yeah. But the hipsters get the photographs. Sure. And th- so when they make a movie of Williamsburg in 2006, it's going to be 100% hipsters. Yeah. And when they make a movie about this time, all the Trump supporters are going to have torches and pitchforks. Yeah. And all the liberals are going to be like, you called my shellfish a clam and it actually identifies as a muscle or whatever it is. <laughs> Something to ridicule. By the way, I'm, I'm complete, I think I've been clear. I'm completely yeah. for appropriate pronouns and trans rights and LGBT and all that. So please don't misunderstand me. But yeah, they're going to become caricatures. Totally. Yes. It's going to become Forrest Gumpified. Yes. Where it's going to be the hippies burning their bras. Right. That's, you uh, just lose all, all subtlety. nuance. Yeah, which is like as human beings, That guy just looked at us and I'm like, I bet he thinks we're having a fight. Because oh who, what yeah. two people sit in a car and talk this emphatically? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Definitely doesn't think we're doing a podcast. This is exact. We're in a parking lot exactly where you would pull over to have a fight. Oh, my God. In Ojai, I've pulled over with not you, a different girlfriend, to have a fight where we almost turned around. I know. And you always point and it I out every time we drive. Isn't because, that crazy that this place is such a different association? Yeah. I'm hot again and yeah. so are you. I can see. Well, I'm glistening like Nick Nolte. <laughs> Does Nick Nolte glisten? I think you can just say anybody. I'm mm. glistening like John Leguizamo. I think you can say Nick Nolte for anything. Ooh. I'm hungry like Nick Nolte. I'm hungrier than Nick Nolte in between takes. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I can change a tire like Nick Nolte. <laughs> That's good because he is like a gruff man's man. Yeah, I guess I, I can guess land a plane like Nick Nolte. Can you drive stick? I'm like Nick Nolte on this stick. <laughs> That's good. You mean can I drive Nolte? <laughs> oh my God, you're a gem. Thirty percent funnier. I feel like we should, and tell me if this is not the vibe, but I feel like we should do some kind of game or something silly or like... I agree. Do, let's just like have and silly And everybody stuff. needs to get back to their shit and we're, we need to... We're going to go on a date. Yeah. I talked like Obama. We're going to go on a date. We're gonna, I'm going to take Michelle on, on a date. Uh, we I'm are gonna, romantic and we work on our relationship. <laughs> it's uh, not a hundred... 
It's not 50-50, it's 100-100. What happened? Elmo's world. Oh no, it stopped. Oh my god, it's because we started the car. Okay. Oh my gosh, did you did you guys miss my great Obama impression? <laughs> I think it just did because we turned the car on in the dumb car. Actually, these genius computers were like, should I sync the YouTube? The- Do you want us to have a conversation, the car and the computer? Fuck. Okay, there we go. All right, so it's probably dueling a technologies. Jumpy. Sorry Who about that. Um, Hopefully, the whole episode wasn't just wiped. But my point is, I, I don't. We weren't intending for this to be shorter, but I'm like, I think we hit it. Yeah. Let's end with something silly or some questions. Yeah. And and I do want to say this because it matters. Like everybody listening, regardless of your beliefs, although I I I I, I want to believe that people that might not be liberal can still enjoy these chats. Yeah. That really is a sincere hope of mine. And if you are, uh, if you do disagree with these and you're, and you're with us for that Richard Rohr kind of essence talk that we pepper in, in between, mm-hmm. seriously, God love you. That is, that is, I, I want to carve you a trophy or something because you're doing something that I, I know I couldn't do. Yeah. And, um, I do want to say we're going to be all right. And we are one thing, and we are bees being ourselves. <laughs> bees being ourselves. Mm-hmm. And breathe. And I, I will say Val and I went on election day. We went to the beach and we danced at a silent disco. It, I and think we can plug it because it's such a... Edit this out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's called The Wave. It's called The Wave. Um, you can look it up. The Wave Silent Disco. And they do it in multiple locations, but they do it... Uh, on the beach in Santa Monica. The woman's name is Julia Grace. And she also has a, pro- a program called Alma, which is like ending loneliness through dance. Mm. And, um, she, so she works with like elderly people, mm. um, because she's like all about how we, we kind of mistreat or neglect our elders and they're lonely. And I think she's starting a thing where you adopt, a um, an elderly person, and I don't know exactly the details. Do they know? Okay. That's kind of ages. But you dance and yeah. you connect through dance. It's so beautiful. Beth, uh, my sister-in-law, your sister-in-law mm-hmm. posted a video of an old man dancing with a guy playing guitar on the street. And I just wept. I didn't weep, but I mm-hmm. cried. Yeah. My point is get outside See something bigger than you. I'm looking at the mountains right now. See something that's been here for many, many, many elections, all of them. Yeah. And was here for thousands of years before Mm -hmm. the democratic process. Mm -hmm. Look at the sky. If you don't have mountains, get your feet in the dirt and get grounded. Get in water if you can. Because as soon as I – you know, not to put down the wave – it had something to do with the music and the dancing, mm-hmm. moving your body, getting things flowing. That's super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val, in your ongoing lessons about embodiment, mm-hmm. I feel it in my hips. There are all these moves that I thought were like feminine moves, and I'm just like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Dance like no one's watching, not to be a cliche, <laughs> but like get your hands in the air, move your hips. And just do, let your body do what it wants to do. Yes. It's that. It's, it's your body's it time. Let it drive. Yeah. But as soon as I got my feet in the water and saw the ocean, which with every wave seemed to be laughing at my little blip, 
predicament in the cosmic scheme, this nothing, and I don't mean that in a lonely way, I mean that in a liberating way. It's like, wow, you're really worried. Yeah. I'm the motherfucking ocean. Yeah. And so much more than the ocean and the mountains is the thing that set this all in motion. That's right. And it understands and is involved in your worry. In fact, it's you worrying as you. Yeah. But it is going to be here at the end of this. It was here before this, and it will be here now and forever. It's unborn. It can't die. And you are that. Yeah. And so ride the drama. Don't get lost in the drama. And a good way to do that is to get your tootsies in some sand. Get those tootsies in some sand. I totally agree. This morning I was sitting with Leela. She was completely naked, sitting, climbing on a dirt pile and then sliding down. So mm. getting just dirt deep in those crevices <laughs> and, um, and was getting so dirty and was so happy. And I was staring at the mountain and I, I love like when I can get a view that looks timeless, like it could be in any time and like a naked baby playing in a dirt pile with the mountain behind her, I was like, this could be 500 years ago. That's right. That's <laughs> like right. it was so, so beautiful. And I've been staring at this mountain, trying to evoke equanimity and sturdiness and, um, and timeless stillness. And then I look at the sky and I try to evoke, uh, um, vastness and, like ever changing flexibility mm. you and the water is is flexibility and and uh, movement and ebbs and flows like every clue everything that you need is in a, your body and in your mind is in nature so yeah. if you can just spend some time there um i think that's that's a really great suggestion good job baby and if that doesn't work just look at some ants try and find 10,000 ants somewhere and go what is their drama? Yeah. And just because we're this size on this planet, your size is relative. Yeah. And everything else is too. And just imagine something else looking at you being like, wow, they're really worked up about this or this or this. And I don't mean that in a lonely, meaningless way. I mean, be an ant, do the ant dance, but don't forget there's a bigger, wider perspective. And while you're at it, looking at those ants, just go ahead and throw out a may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy. And may you enjoy this jiffy, chunky peanut butter that I'm dolphin nearby. <laughs> may That's it, why we have so many goddamn ants. May it get to the queen herself. <laughs> you're giving those ants peanut butter and uh, it's taking over the kitchen. Do you have a poem or something? What I do, do have a poem. Yeah, read a poem and let's, let's, let's leave the people. I think that this uh, is, I specifically chose it for um, today for what I needed to hear. So, And then it turned out to be even more apropos um, I'll to put our conversation. On, will I you will, put on just um, fart sounds? <laughs> oh my god. I will put on Gymno PD number one, Wait. our poem song. Okay. School Prayer by Diane Ackerman. I love this poem. You do? You know this poem? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess maybe people know this poem. <laughs> people that go to the Ramdas retreat know this poem. Jack Cornfield reads it every year. Oh, yeah. Okay. School Prayer. 
in the name of the daybreak and the eyelids of morning and the wayfaring moon and the night when it departs, I swear I will not dishonor my soul with hatred, but offer myself humbly as a guardian of nature, as a healer of misery, as a messenger of wonder, as an architect of peace. In the name of the sun and its mirrors, and the day that it embraces that embraces it, and the cloud veils drawn over it, and the utmost night, and the male and the female, and the plants bursting with seed, and the crowning seasons of the firefly and the apple. I will honor all life, whenever and in whatever form it may dwell, on earth my home, and in the mansions of the stars. crispy (laughs) (laughs) love to you guys be well stay healthy stay sane stay safe say bye Val I don't want to be the last word hug bye